What's up, nerds? Welcome back to the Games on Dude, a Big Ten basketball podcast that's going to talk about the Muppets, whether you like it or not, damn it. I'm Tommy Crimes. And I'm now the smooth and dulcet Babar. And I'm Chris. So first things first, Chris, I have two questions for you. First of all, how are you feeling? And second of all, did you do your homework and watch The Muppet Christmas Carol this week? I did not watch The Muppet Christmas Carol this week. Uh, well, thanks for listening to the Games <laughs> and Dude podcast. It's yeah. been real. I I probably should have, given I was bedridden with Big Ten basketball induced norovirus <laughs> on Sunday. You um, had all this time. I had all this time now. <laughs> you could have put on your Dickensian nightcap and watched it even... Wow. I know with Art. my little footy PJs and yeah. candlestick nightlight or whatever. <laughs> no. I, I I totally forgot. We can forget. If it makes you end up, I'll better. do better next time. If it makes you feel any better, I did too until I was trying to figure out what my little stinger at the beginning of the podcast was going to be. And then I was like, oh shit, I told Chris to watch the movie last week. I handed out homework. Yeah. I had a feeling that would immediately uh, leave your brain, considering it's the least important thing probably in the world. Yeah, given our propensity for doing like as little preparation as possible for these shows, that would have that kind of falls under the category of homework and prep work. Would yeah. the cooler bit have been to say you did watch it and then try to kind of fake it through five minutes of riffs? Yeah, I would have been... Uh, I would have been out on an island. It would have, yeah. It would have gotten ugly quick. It, yeah, I don't think it would have worked because Babar, I know you've seen it multiple times, and I just watched it a couple weeks ago, so it's fresh for both of us. And although we could have played along, <laughs> you, you can you can smell a fraud a mile away in that scenario. <laughs> it just becomes yes, and then pretending to have seen a movie. <laughs> What a basis for a podcast. It's three guys talking about the Muppets Christmas Carol. One hasn't seen it and is pretending he has. And the other two are pretending that they're agreeing with the other guy. It's the shittiest version of the rewatchables that you've ever heard. Yeah. This goes on for an hour and a half. Yeah. And now we're recycling a bit. So, Um, Chris, you feeling up to an hour and a half of podcasting? I think I can manage. All right. Well, that's that's my sigh of thinking about the Big Ten. Um, <laughs> it's been a bad. Would you? It's. Would you rather watch twelve hours uninterrupted of Big Ten basketball facing teams from another Power Five conference, or contract norovirus? See the problem is the norovirus is going to take longer, so I think I'm probably going to I'm probably going to put the game on, but it's, it's going to you're they're going to have an equivalent a sensation. I feel like it's the same amount of puke either way. Yeah, <laughs> an equal amount of pants shitting. <laughs> God, that's so true. Um. All right. Well. Ooh, let's go. <laughs> Grip and rip. Is that a can of Pedialyte? It is a cream soda Olipop to support Ooh. digestive health. There we go. <laughs> Olipops. It's good stuff. Not my ass getting nine grams of fiber in a beverage. 
this is I know this is an audio medium, but I'm like enthusiastically th- giving a thumbs up to the Olipop. Really good soda. It's a I'm shame not. that they cost like eighteen dollars a can. Yeah, I'm going with the, no free ads though. I'm going with the barrel strength diet coke. <laughs> full, the full bodied, the full yeah, double aged. I posted that picture on my personal Instagram account of drinking a caffeine-free Diet Coke, and I was getting it from all sides. I I honestly didn't realize that that was like a... It, like, it's a cry for help. I knew it was washed behavior, believe me, because like, I still have vivid memories of like when my grandparents kicked over to caffeine-free mm-hmm. in the evenings. Yeah. The gold cans came out. Yeah. <laughs> they even... It, it's even like... Little freaks come out at night. It's... E- <laughs> It's even branded to be washed. Yeah. Like who who thought the gold can was gonna like attract Purdue ass color scheme on a soda can. Yeah. The other the other issue too, and I take no pleasure in reporting this. I sleep so much better when I when I don't drink a barrel straight Diet Coke after eight o'clock. It's uh it's it's, it's so infuriating that everything we've been told about uh, sleep is true, and yeah. we just have to make very subtle adjustments to our daily routine, and most of our sleep problems <laughs> solve themselves. <sighs> no thanks. Nope. Yeah, I, I will simply be choosing not to do that. Too many games on. Alright. I think we've dicked around enough. You guys want to get to the slop? Let's do it. Yeah. Alright. Well, first and foremost... Um, who who wants to talk about uh, Juwan Howard's whole thing? Ooh, we sparking. Um, so, let's preface. Let's timestamp this. This is nine p.m. on Tuesday. So if anything has <laughs> yeah. happened after develop- this, it's a developing situation. And and I did um like five minutes of very cursory research to make sure I had details halfway right, and I did that at like I don't know three o'clock this afternoon. So. Again, if anything's changed, it's not my fault because I will not be doing more research than that. Um, but since I don't want to end up in H-Bomber Guy's next plagiarism video, uh, let's quote some sources here to set the stage. Um, so uh, Coach Howard was involved in an altercation with a uh, longtime strength and conditioning coach, John Sanderson, during a practice last week, which was, according to James Hawkins of the Detroit News, not physical. Um, what does that even reports mean? on social media. Um, the Athletics' Brendan Quinn reports that the incident is going through a university review process and, not sure if this is news or not, that Howard is under a zero-tolerance policy stemming from him taking a swing at a Wisconsin coach a couple seasons back, if you'll remember the coolest thing that Juwan Howard's ever done. (laughs) So overall, pretty weird vibes in Ann Arbor at the moment. Um, And I don't know about you guys, but as an Indiana basketball fan of a certain age, I read the phrase zero tolerance policy. And (laughs) it was like, I can never remember what that camera trick is called, but it's a thing where it like zooms in and focuses out at the same time. It's, in Fellowship of the Ring, it's when they're on the road and the Black Rider's coming. And like, <laughs> I don't know. I always want to say parallax, but that's wrong. Anyway, that's the essentially the feeling I had when I read the phrase zero tolerance policy <laughs> in uh, context of basketball coaches. 
So a couple questions, honestly, lots of questions, but a couple that I, that are kind of swirling here. If, if the altercation, their words was again, their words, not physical, then how on earth is there anything for the university to review? Because that's kind of what I was thinking as well. Coaches yelling at each other at a practice is not notable. Um, no. Players yelling at each other is not notable. Coaches yelling at players Mm-mm. and players yelling at coaches, not notable. Expected, in fact. Like, practices Frankly, are stressful. even a little bit of a scuffle between a couple of players is not yeah, that notable like, in, a, in a contact sport. So I find it hard to believe that there was a non-physical altercation that has required, that has triggered a university review that at least as far as we know here, Tuesday at 9 p.m., is still ongoing. So I got to imagine that this is headed towards a uh, a messy, messy split at this point. Because if he truly was under a zero-tolerance policy, I feel like if you're already in the review process, you're probably not making it through the review process. And yeah, also, it's... I think Michigan might be kind of looking for a way out of the Jawan Howard situation anyway. <laughs> bad yeah, time to I... give a bad time to give him an out. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think taking like the timing into the context of the situation definitely. Um, I think if you were handicapping this, you'd probably put the odds more in favor of him being dismissed or some type of mutual agreement to yeah. step down or whatever. Um, yeah. I, when when they went to such lengths to say this was not a physical altercation, it kind of prompted the my not a physical altercation <laughs> t-shirt is leading to a lot of questions already answered by my t-shirt. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. The, the vibes around that program, like I, um, they weren't I good at the little, end of last year. No, good. I just did a little poking around and this is an even older tweet, but again, it's from Brendan Quinn in it says in their multiple sources say claims of punches being thrown in the aforementioned altercation are inaccurate. So, I mean, they've got multiple sources on it. I, to what extent are they inaccurate? I just though? don't know. I just don't know what else would happen. I mean, the only thing I can like think security of is, footage at that point though, to like, is like that part of the investigation. I feel like it's gotta be like, if you're, I feel like I feel like if maybe, you're under a zero tolerance policy, and you got in a fight with a coach at practice. I feel like they've got to go to the video, and we got to go to the, the monitor, draw the VAR. <laughs> Michigan's just staring at that tiny television for two weeks, trying to figure it out. <laughs> I mean, was it a shove? Maybe it had to be a shove. I feel like a shove is kind of right there in the gray area of like, was this a physical altercation or yeah, like it, a little chesty maybe? Yeah. Like, like face. Ooh, did, maybe they went nose to nose. How tall is Michigan's strength coach? Probably not six <laughs> ten. <laughs> so Juwan Howard's like bending down at the waist to go nose to nose. John Sanderson is doing the, Oh, come on. I'm just a little guy. <laughs> it is my birthday. That's uh, right, I'm, I'm looking him up. Yeah, I, I just there's no listen, way this guy's six ten. I was uh, I don't think it was last episode, but it was the this, episode before. This dude, that, this dude looks like he should be one of your coworkers, Chris. There's no way he could take <laughs> Juwan Howard. 
I yeah, was no uh, I was resolute that Michigan would come good, and uh, I think if they fire Juwan Morgan, they've got a chance because then the uh, Juwan Howard, Juwan Howard, sorry, uh, they shouldn't fire Juwan Morgan because Juwan Morgan doesn't work for them, and that would just frankly be a shitty thing to do. Wait, am I not the only person who does that? Thank God. Apparently not. I, I just I felt I felt like I've been out on an island for years. Every you time know, we talk about him on this podcast, I have to like turn the gears in my brain to make sure I don't say Juwan Morgan. It's yeah. so annoying. And there's I'm gonna, nothing. The only thing they share is a first name. Like there's I'm, no other reason to get them mixed up. I'm going to demand like a mulligan on this because uh, I was literally just looking through my pictures from last year when I was in Vegas for the IU Arizona game and ran into Juwan Morgan in a casino and got my picture with him. And so I, he was like fresh in my brain and, and I don't think I should be, uh, I don't think I should be held responsible for that error. I regret nothing. I don't think any of us should be held responsible for any errors because we do no research and we just, we don't, I mean, we're, gonna, the We're entire, just turning out slop too, man. This is the Big Ten of podcasts. It's a podcast entire, about a Big Ten in the spirit of the Big Ten. The entire podcast is being put on a zero tolerance policy. If we miss, <laughs> if you if you misname another coach, you will be subject to the podcast review process. Yeah, but yeah. it won't be an internal review. We're just throwing this over to internal affairs, so nothing's going to happen. That's right. Placing was, Babar on paid administrative leave for <laughs> one week for Babar. <laughs> there was another video I saw over the weekend of um, Michigan was like coming out of a timeout and one of the assistants was trying to to tell Phil Martelli something and he just like had this look on his face like oh my god like this fucking guy like just will not listen to like the vibes from like top to bottom in that program are just I think they might be cooked like especially after you know the way they lost to Oregon to a week and a half ago, the way they, you know, ended up losing to, to Indiana. Luckily they bounced back and, and got a win over um, Fran and Iowa, which we should spend a little bit of time well, talking about. The other thing too, that I, Michigan's got good players, but especially, I obviously watched, you know, every second of the Indiana game, they couldn't stay in front of anybody. And no, they Indi- don't play any defense. And Indiana like very obviously, especially after last Saturday does not have like dynamic ball handlers. So getting slashed left and right by Caleb Banks and uh, uh, Anthony Walker, really bad look for your basketball club. And Trey Galloway, despite the fact that he can't hit water from a fucking boat, (laughs) like he was still getting to the rim. He was just missing everything. Sure. Yeah. And, And, that has to be there, – there's just no way that all of these guys are, are individually poor defenders. They're just not – there's no technique. There's no mm-hmm. There's no like, coaching to fall back on. And I think that's probably the most glaring indictment of Juwan Howard's tenure uh, because it's been an ongoing issue. Uh, yeah, like the only good, really like legit defensive team he had was the one that had like Franz Wagner on it, right? Like the – the um was that his first year, year after COVID? I think it was his second one. Second the, year, because his first year was the fake COVID year. Yeah, yeah. Like, like last season, remember we pretty much ripped on like how bad of a, a 
defender his his kid was. Yeah. Like, it's... Just pure disinterest. Yeah, like, they're not, like, it doesn't really seem, like, it kind of seems like he's just rolling the ball out and letting the boys hoop, which kind of sick, sick, but also you're not really producing any, <laughs> any results. If it works, it's awesome. If it fails, then you have an issue. I am, I am very You can much... only tolerate so many L's while you're Kobeing on your buffkin until it becomes too much. I... Uh, I get madder <laughs> with each progressing like chapter of this Michigan season. I get madder at Michigan's admissions office for not letting Caleb Love be a part of this. Oh my god! <laughs> can, you, yeah. can you imagine Caleb Love just being completely checked out of a Michigan basketball season, hucking up like eighteen three pointers a game just off of one dribble and a sidestep, and just whoop. Oh, would like be glorious. Offensive rating with like thirty seven usage. <laughs> I'd like to oh offer God. the same the same claim that I had about last year's weird vibes team, uh, Illinois, which is I think they should add Andre Corbello. <laughs> Michigan, yeah. I still love Doug McDaniel Corbello uh, backcourt. I believe Mr. Corbello received a bench technical last uh last couple he of did. days, didn't he? So, well, based on what I've seen of his uh, box scores, he sure as shit wasn't getting a technical on the court. <laughs> no, it was, uh, yes, uh, Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. I'm just glad. And then, that we and then another... he went to sit in the stands with the fans. Because sure. it'd be so funny if, they were, if the fans were like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, are you in my econ you get, class? <laughs> Where'd you get all that uh, swag, dude? Why are you wearing a full kit? <laughs> Andre Curbelo, the latest full kit wanker. Is this a, <laughs> is this a bit? I'm just I'm just so glad that we have another uh, weird vibes French Revolution team. I'm gonna I'm just gonna go back to some of my old bits. I can't play, wait. Play the hits. Yeah, Michigan definitely a. Yeah. A situation to monitor, to be sure, um, <laughs> yeah. because that's, I mean, again, you know, you say, you know, you go through all this stuff uh, about this Michigan team and they're by, you know, uh, an average across, you know, whatever rating system you want to use is they're like the fifth best team in the Big Ten. Like, holy yeah. shit, guys, like this conference is rancid it's, and it's uh it's it's a problem. Yeah, but it, much like like Illinois last year, like they may be the fifth best team in the Big Ten, but they're probably not going to finish fifth in the Big Ten. Like, I mean, they I could, but what that, what all does fifth in the Big Ten get you? Like, I mean, I think even a trip to the first four. At this point, yeah, probably. Yeah, I I mean, I'm like kind of joking, but not really. Yeah, they're. And obviously, you know, don't put it past, uh, you know, a college basketball team to really let the bottom drop out and maybe Michigan finishes nowhere near fifth in any sort of like actual standings or analytical analysis. But at least, you know, as of right now, this again, kind of, it kind of depends on what your poison is, but they're, uh, 
but they're hanging out right around mid table. And this, I mean, this team is in free fall and they're not the only ones. So, uh, again, the, the conference is, uh, in about as bad of a place as I, cause you know, we make our jokes. So this whole podcast is based on the theory, but, uh, Holy shit. It's worse than last <laughs> These... year by a lot. <laughs> yeah, by I mean like last year last year it was like a funny joke. This year I'm actually it's like I'm starting to get worried. Yeah. They, they have had eight teams, at least eight teams make the tournament every year since twenty nineteen. There's no um, way. There's just there's no, no, no way, way they're, there's no way they're getting getting to eight like Honestly, I feel it, like getting six would be an accomplishment. I at the like I think six might be the max unless, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it in the, um, when we talk about the upcoming games, like nobody is beating other good teams no. in the country other than Purdue. Other than like, Purdue. Yeah. And like Purdue is, mean, they're going to be a lot I mean, for I guess Wisconsin, a Wisconsin, Wisconsin beat Marquette, Wisconsin and Illinois. I think, yeah. you know, I would call safe or like, yeah, good bets to make the tournament. Everybody else, like you're, you're lump them all in that third tier. You're going to be mm-hmm. like night to night. Like every game is going to be like a quote unquote must win game. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, which, I think which on a the... certain level is going to be very entertaining. And then yeah. on another aesthetic level is going to be very poor to watch. Purdue basically has to beat Arizona on Saturday. And that might be it for them. Like, I, I don't think there's another yeah. loss on the schedule. And I, and they've already kind of got their weird uh why did we lose this game loss out of the way with Northwestern. But I think we're gonna yep. look I mean, I just I've watched the rest of these big ten teams and there's just no one out there that's gonna be able to exploit Purdue's weakness. It's just and they yeah. um and obviously Alabama was uh was well up for the challenge and and hung you know, they they got off to that huge lead and um just were unable to hold it. Uh, Arizona's gonna, you know, Arizona's gonna have a better backcourt than than Purdue has. But then after that, they're not gonna face a better backcourt until uh, the first until the first round of the NCAA tournament. Yeah, we'll we'll see what I mean. Illinois, maybe. Uh, but God, they only oh they do play them twice. I missed one, so they play them early. Um, I guess that road that road game in Champaign will be tough but that illinois game against tennessee holy cow guys like yeah thanks for thanks for showing up <laughs> it's i can't i cannot get a get a read on illinois which is fitting like they look like world beaters against Florida atlantic like three days prior and then they're way yeah, too, shit the bed against they're way too illinois, reliant on or, vibes. Like tennessee. I mean, they're they make the the front running that that team does is yeah astonishing and if one thing if one thing goes wrong it's going to spiral it's, i mean it's that's basically been brad underwood's whole thing um yeah it happens game to game and then it happens like week to week they just go into these death spirals because um they don't have like uh their their fearless leader is uh extremely unable to keep his cool uh <laughs> and uh and can't resist the urge to uh, to shit talk his players every every second that something goes wrong. So well, well. In his defense, have you seen his team? Um, 
<laughs> before before we get too uh, deep into this, I want to run through because I kind of the way I had this laid out was I kind of wanted to use Saturday as sort of a framing device for discussing the rest of the conference. So let me run through scores real quick. Because um, as we mentioned last week, there were a bunch of fairly cool on paper out of conference games and who boy. Um, so we had Arizona 98, Wisconsin 73. Thank you for playing. Um, Tennessee beat Illinois 86, 79. Um, IU got Creighton by Auburn and lost 104 to 76. Um, I checked just to make sure my vibes matched the, uh, statistics, uh, Auburn did shoot 49% from three point range, making 14 of them. So, um, yeah, um, not a non-conference game, but still not great. Uh, Ohio state lost to Penn state. The whole man um, always delivers in that spot. <laughs> That's just it, it coming through in a huge spot. <laughs> um, so we had, uh, like you mentioned, Purdue outlasted Alabama and Minnesota technically also won an out of conference game, though it was against uh, Florida Gulf Coast. So, see, what not we're not really. going to do is look down upon <laughs> wins against Florida Gulf Coast. <laughs> but overall, uh, feels like a not great day for the for God's conference. No, no, that's I mean basically an unmitigated disaster. Uh, mm-hmm across the board. I mean, again, congrats to Purdue for for beating Alabama. Um Purdue gave up a lot of unguarded threes in that game. Like a lot of unguarded threes. I think I think I saw did Alabama shoot like 41 or 42 overall. It was some, it was something outrageous. Well like, over half of those were completely clean. exhausting game to watch yeah. by the way. Mhm. Like yeah. I, I understand are. it from from like a, you know, an analytics like threes and layups, but like God, just seeing it taking it to like its absolute like most extreme is just a really, really hard watch when when the shots were stopped falling like they did in the second half. Yeah, they went yeah. nineteen to forty six. Yeah, so forty six three pointers, and again, I like I can't overstate how how many of those were just wide open, and Purdue's got. In my, you know, I know I was just talking about them probably having their last chance to lose a game before the tournament uh, on Saturday, but they definitely got a uh, kind of a new problem from last year, and that's they're not defending the arc. And I for uh, for people who for the uninitiated, at least what I subscribe to, uh, which be subscribed to by the greater analytics community. So, quick little nerd minute here. Um, Basically, the theory being that your three-point defense is only as good as how many three-pointers you let you let get shot against you, because you have no actual control over whether or not a three-point shot goes in or doesn't. So the only way you can play defense is by making sure they they don't get those looks. And Purdue is awful. I mean, they're they're right down there with Indiana as far as making sure their opponents don't shoot them. The difference is Purdue's opponents aren't hitting them, um, and. Obviously, yeah. you look I mean, at part Alabama. of that's by like a lot of that's by design, though, just because of the way you have to kind of build your defense around Edie. But see, I guess I, I go the opposite way. You know, your rim, at least in theory, your rim should be fine. So 
Right, but I'm saying like if teams are like purposely like avoiding even like trying to drive into the paint because they know what is waiting for them. Like I, 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 I don't necessarily I I, know if it's what's the chicken or the egg in that situation. I guess I see that. I guess for me, because I watched I, I watched most of the Arizona or the Alabama game because Indiana wasn't giving me any reason to keep paying attention. And to a lesser <laughs> extent their their Maui games as well. Um yeah. there it's one thing when guys are just shooting three pointers because that's all they think they can do. But these are wide I mean, these are wide open looks based off of like real simple screen actions. They're getting yeah, the I mean, shots they want. They're just yeah. not falling. It's the same yeah. thing against Gonzaga. Like same yeah. exact thing. So and so I guess for well, me on it's... the positive side for them, that's not the kind of uh high variability uh weakness that could really hurt you in a single <laughs> elimination tournament. Exactly. No, yeah. it is not. Yeah. So I think again, yeah, hucking up forty six three pointers is uh pretty insane stuff, even if you do hit close to or if you hit over forty yeah, percent of them. Seventy two percent of their field goal attempts were threes. That's just outrageous. Yeah. And but if they hit three more of them, they win the game. And and I mean oh. some of the misses were off of wide open shots being taken by good shooters. And and yeah. again, that's just nothing Purdue did. That's that's just again, you're leaving it. I mean, to they chance. still hit forty one percent from like that's right. An insane clip. Yeah. But I, I guess my argument ultimately is they, they probably would have – see, this is where you get to, like, expected shots. I bet shot quality metrics said that Alabama won that game. Someone go look yeah, that I'm, up. I'm going to look that up real quick. Let me, I, I will guarantee you it says they won that game by double digits. And uh, I realize I'm also directly contradicting uh, me complaining about this exact stat. Uh, but in this case, it's to further the narrative that Purdue actually sucks. So uh, – what I do is justified and I don't need to reconcile anything. Look, um, XG is a great stat when it tells you what it, what you want it to tell you. And when it doesn't, then it lies. Yeah. It's a, it's a fake so stat true. made up by nerds. Um, it's just like the in season tournament because the Pacers lost. That means now it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to do a lot of coaching with my uh, Pacer fan relatives about how to handle a cup loss. Um, yeah. It's I like, I, I, I think I tweeted this on Saturday, um, which, I mean, I was at my uh, girlfriend's work Christmas party, which had an open bar. So, you know, I tried to stay off Twitter as much as I could. Uh, I'm sorry, X, the everything app, as much as I could. Um, but I was I was just like, yeah, like you guys, a lot of y'all have clearly not been through a cup run before. This is how it goes sometimes. And then at the end, you just say, no, actually, the League Cup, it's irrelevant. What mm-hmm. even is Carling? They barely sell it here, and that means it's not important. Exactly. So that a uh, lot in the early 2000s. Yeah. Carling so, Cup. Get it away from me. So, yeah. I mean, again, I think Purdue's probably... They're, they're the class of the conference um, for whatever that gets them. Uh, but everybody else... In the land of the blind, etc. Yeah. Uh I mean Wisconsin completely non competitive against Arizona. Um and that I one knew. was a little that one was a little I don't want to say disappointing because I don't personally like Wisconsin, but it would have been nice to have a second team in the conference that didn't totally suck ass. And yeah, I kinda thought we might have been building towards that with them. But 
I think my biggest takeaway from Saturday specifically is it was just another example of the stark contrast in athleticism, physicality, play style within the Big Ten compared to the rest of the country. Like you saw it in in the IU um, Auburn game, like they got ran out of the gym because Auburn was playing harder. They were more physical, more athletic, more dynamic. Arizona might be the best team in the country. Um, they're, you know, getting up and down the court, running Wisconsin out of the gym. Alabama, like we said, had had Purdue on their heels because they're playing at a breakneck pace and, and really forcing the issue. It's like, you know, they were Big Ten's losing all these all these games on the, these big stages that you really need to like bolster your conference's resume and, and chance at NCAA tournament seating. And you're, you're laying an egg in November, you're laying an egg in, in December, you're laying an egg in March. Like it's, it's yeah. years and years of evidence. And, you know, now this year, like you won't even have a couple of extra wins to fall back on to really bolster the rest of the conference. And, you know, I like, I was kind of thinking about this earlier, um, we've seen a lot of cases where like nine and 11 or like 10 and 10, the big 10 is usually enough to get you in. Like you can get it in at like 18 and 14. If you've got one or two non-conference wins, I don't think that's going to be the case this year. No, because not only is the conference not as good, but nobody has those wins. Nobody does. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. like what's the best non-Purdue out of conference win? Is it like Illinois over Florida Atlantic in the Jimmy V? No, I mean, it's Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Marquette, probably. Yeah. Marquette was fourth in the country when they beat them. So Right. I guess I'm trying to think about how they're going to age going forward. I assume that FAU is probably just about done with their part of the schedule they're going to lose games in. They'll probably yeah. end up being roughly equivalent, I would say. Yeah. But but I feel like Marquette probably ends up being a better win just because it's they've got the brand yeah. value, but I don't know. Indiana's it's December twelfth. Indiana's got one more opportunity after borking their first two. I mean, <laughs> Michigan State this and, weekend and against Baylor. Insanely not going to happen, by the way. Like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Northwestern, not going to get an out of conference win that matters. Ohio State, they've got a win over Alabama. So maybe that's yeah. Alabama on a neutral court. Um, we'll see where Alabama ends up. Uh, that's yeah, one that's I mean, worth holding I, on to. I I did not watch that Purdue Alabama game. I haven't seen Alabama this year, so I don't really know what their whole steez is this year. I just they're know like, maxing. They're not they're not ranked, so like I mean they could go on a big SEC big run in the SEC, obviously, and since that conference doesn't totally suck shit, then that would be good for them. Like they could end up rocketing up a bit and that could end up looking like a better win. But yeah, I mean Nebraska doesn't have anything. Maryland doesn't have anything. Iowa doesn't have anything. Uh, Rutgers doesn't have anything. Michigan State has tried. They've got nothing. Um, yeah, I, it's it's bleak. So because not now, not only do you need conference wins to shore up your resume, your conference isn't any good. So uh, it's a, here's the thing, though. So while we do lack good non-conference wins in the early season. The one benefit is that means that we will have 
fewer embarrassing losses in the NCAA tournament this year. So true. I <laughs> can't lose games you don't play. That's so true. Never lost. <laughs> uh, this would be an extremely funny year for uh, the Big Ten to finally show up in the uh, national title game again. Yeah. Um, what if Illinois some just what if Illinois say, just it goes can't on a be run. Purdue? It's got to be a bad Big Under, Ten team. Yeah, it, if it's if it's Purdue, that just that's not funny. It's no. got to be somebody stupid. No. Like Ohio State wins the Big Ten tournament and then just goes streaking. Yeah, boo booey hero ball mode for five straight games. Yeah. Hey, you could uh, sure don't threaten <laughs> me with a good time. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> Can we touch on Michigan State a little bit? Yeah, um, they're actually the next is header on, the, on my little say, list. Is this on the yeah. agenda? I don't have it open um, because my header is just in big bold letters. Is Michigan State bad? Um, they got handled by Wisconsin last Tuesday at home. They lost in Lincoln to a reeling Nebraska ball team, fresh off a loss of their own to Minnesota. Um, which, who, by the I, way, lost Dawson Garcia like early in that game? Yeah, Nebraska. What's going on? I, I know we want to talk about Michigan State, but just real quick, yeah. Nebraska, you blew it. You Big had time. it all, and you blew it. We've like, got to stop saying teams are good because <laughs> I feel like every time we do, stick we curse to the bread Michigan, and butter. We curse Michigan. We curse Nebraska. That's why Maybe I've been we should so, start talking up Purdue. That's why I've been so complimentary <laughs> of them today. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, holy cow. Uh, good rebound win against Michigan State, though. Uh, kind of sets them right. I, I think if you look, if you're in Nebraska and you're looking at at Minnesota, home to Michigan State, you're expecting to be one and one after those games. Or I don't know especially after what happened against Creighton, you'd probably take one and one in those games. You just mm-hmm. didn't get them in the order you thought you were going to. Yeah. Although I will say, let's get a sneaky dub for the games on pod. If you'll remember when we first talked about that stretch of three games, I believe Babar, it may have been you who said it would be pretty funny if the Minnesota game was the one they lost. They did also get cranked by Creighton, but you know, still. Yes. Uh, Good and call got on a, the weirdness of the barn. They've got a you know a road game against Kansas State, not a uh, not a, a huge non conference win, but definitely a a resume builder. That's uh, gonna that one's gonna end up looking good. And I think any win you get over a Big Twelve team is like yeah, automatically something that's that's gonna look good on a resume. It's it's gettable, um, but uh, they're gonna have to wear that Minnesota one for a while, uh, which sucks for them. So. Anyway, on to the other shitty team in the conference. Did they make the NIT last year? I forget. Uh, Were they CBI? No. Did they get invited to anything? No, they finished 16 and 16. They didn't go anywhere. That's too bad. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, to answer... (laughs) I want to posit a, a hypothetical question. Sorry to cut you off. No, go for it. What percent chance would you give at this being Tom Izzo's last season? Pulling a little J Wright, Roy Williams. Just like, he doesn't look like he's having a very good time out there. No. How old is he? Like he's getting up there, and 
I think it, it was, I think Eamon Brennan um, wrote an article today kind of pointing out Michigan State hasn't really been good for four years now. Yeah. And Izzo has been very vocal about how much he hates the way the sport is changing. I think you've seen how resistant he is to bring in transfer talent unless absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty weird that they haven't been very good for four years. Then. <laughs> right. I wonder if there's a correlation I, there. I would not be surprised if at the end of this season, he just decides to, you know, go the way of Jay Wright or Roy Webb and say, you know what? I think, I think it's time. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised. It's hard at all. for me to put a number on it right now. I, 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 I agree. I don't think I'd be surprised. But you go like twenty percent. Is that too I high? Was, I, I, I was go gonna that. I was gonna say twenty five was gonna be my just right now because I mean they rip off five straight. It, it, wins. Yeah, he, I mean they, they could absolutely Purdue flip it around. Some, like if they take down Purdue or something like that, then you're right back in it. I just I think the way that you that he has traditionally been successful in the sport isn't really how you are successful in the sport. Now, if I had, a, I, I can tell you that as like, if I were an athletic director that was interested in winning basketball games um, or football games for that matter. And my coach is openly hostile to the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably looking for a way out from you. Because I feel like it's at least guys, time to sit down and have a talk. <laughs> Whether you like it or not is irrelevant. Uh, you are going to have to use the portal and you're going to have to do it every yeah. year. Like, and if you don't like that, the sport is changing that way, totally fine, but you're not going to coach anymore. Not my team anyway, because yeah. whether you like it or not, the sport has changed. It's, and it's not like he can complain his way into the transfer portal, not being a thing. This isn't like English soccer fans bitching about VAR because for some reason their (laughs) officials are the only ones in the world that can't look at a video screen and see what's going on. Like it's not going back to how it was and good. Like that's a good thing. And like in the the vacuum, but if you can't hang, then okay. (laughs) One of the things that's so like staggering about it is it's not like he's, like having to build his entire roster out of like transfer portal guys. Like he is like, he's had great success with transfers just within the last two or three years. Like Joey Hauser was incredible for them. And honestly is probably a big reason why they suck so bad on offense this year. It's like, he's not providing them that spacing that they're getting Tyson Walker by far and away, their best player, their only guy that can create their own shot. Like using the transfer portal to, plug in and fill gaps and upgrade spots where you need them. Like go out and find a center that's better than Mati Sissoko or like Carson Cooper, like any of these guys that like you were willingly going into a season where you have theoretically like a top five talented roster and willingly not plugging holes where, you know, there's a deficiency, like to expect like some of their freshmen to be ready to play right away. Like, that there's no there's no way that they're going to be able to come in and, and play like when all these pro, like top level programs in the sport are like honestly kind of old as hell because they're going out and grabbing juniors seniors and like grown yeah. ass men that have been around the sport for three or four years. Yeah, yeah. 
guys where you have like an established observable proof that they can play at this level too. Yeah. I, actually, I mean, that's I think... the thing with the, the freshman stuff is like, <sighs> I don't want to say it's a crapshoot as to whether or not a high level recruit is going to be good, but I do feel like there have been a lot of cases in recent years of highly rated recruits coming in and not immediately performing. I mean, Khalil Lair is an example of that when he was at Oregon, comes in, doesn't perform. If if you're just picking guys and you don't know if they're going to fit in your system, watch some tape on guys at other schools, see if they can play the style of ball you play, and if they can go get them if they want to be gotten, you know, like it's, it just seems like if you're actively eschewing that tool, it just seems stupid. I kind of wonder if the, if the transfer portal probably hurt the one and done freshman the most. Um, Yeah. Because, and certainly Michigan state never shied away from those, from those type of players. But uh, frankly, if you're a college coach, would you rather roll the dice on a, on a five-star, you know, burger boy or grab a guy from the portal who played at a lower level, but has two, three, even four years of college production. It's proven, as a proven that he can commodity. put up 18 and nine. Yeah. yeah. And also mm-hmm. just has the, the inherent advantage of being 22 years old in a sport mm-hmm. being played predominantly by teenagers. And, and so you look at, uh, like you, you look at the learning curve, like that McKenzie and Baco's going through at, at IU, who's, you know, he's been extremely up and down. Um, but then you compare that to Khalil Ware, who I know is just a sophomore, but still he he did a year of college already. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and certainly just has the confidence and the knowledge of having been around the sport for a year. And then you, you extrapolate that out, out over for uh, more years if you've got, you know, if you bring in a junior or a senior or, or, a, or a graduate or whoever. And so... Um, I wonder if once this all, it, it's going to take a while. It, certainly we're, we're still finding our way in, in sort of this new uh, new world of college basketball. But I do think eventually these programs are going to find their footing. They're going to find what works. And I think you're going to get more parity overall because there's just going to be more ways to build your team. And maybe the classic one-and-done places like Michigan State, like Kentucky, uh, start to realize that they don't want to build their programs that way. They want to build out of the portal. They want to get older guys. So those one and done freshmen are coming down, are coming down to different, uh, you know, you're going to see more of them at different spots in, in the country, you know, guys more are going to stay out and disperse. Yeah. Guys are going to stay home and, and, and go to programs where they would still be a huge boon to that program, a huge asset. And they would get to play and play a lot because the team that they're playing for isn't necessarily national title or bust every single year. Um, and I, I do think that eventually we're going to, we're going to find that equilibrium. It's not going to continue like this. Cause I, I don't think it can, I don't think the sport can sustain. Um, but I think a lot of coaches, if you ask them, you know, how do you want to attack this? They're still trying to figure it out. They don't fully know. Um, what the best way to do their roster construction is. I think the best example, like you're seeing it on the Michigan state roster, you know, is went out and landed 
Xavier Booker, who whatever recruiting service you look at, top five, you know, you know five star recruit. And of course, because everything on this podcast has to come back to Indiana, that's a you know a kid from Indianapolis that you know people were getting on Mike Woodson like, hey, why is he not? Why are we not in on this guy? Like, why is he not going hard after him? And for whatever reason, Woody just didn't see it. He didn't necessarily think he would translate. Wouldn't be a good fit. Too much of a developmental, you know, kind of project type player. Um, he's running the bench for Michigan State right now, mm-hmm. like. If you swap out him for go out and get, I can't even think of it. A, go out and get Olivier Kamwa instead of him going to Michigan. Like a guy like like a four or five year like veteran that that can play high level basketball rather than getting nothing from a freshman who honestly is probably going to either end up transferring or still going to the NBA anyway because the NBA drafts on potential. Yeah, they do not give a shit. Missing on guys like that sets a program back so, so much because then you're just behind the eight ball on on building out your roster the next cycle. Well, all all the resources that you're putting into a recruitment like that also, if you're going after a top five guy, like that's all. You better be damn sure that he's going to come in and produce. Right. Your comment about the NBA draft reminded me of uh, Jimmy Dykes during the uh, Auburn Indiana game, which, by the way, maybe the worst guy doing it and that's saying something yeah uh because the landscape of college basketball color commentary is about as bleak as it gets so to have a guy stick out above all the rest i mean i would literally rather have four bardos in the booth than have to but anyway i gotta tell you i gotta tell you say your thing but i want to come back to bardo real quick okay after that dykes brought up Mbako's uh, three-point shooting percentage for the season as a reason that he wasn't going to be a lottery pick. And it's just like, have you ever that might be the dumbest in your thing life ever observed the National Basketball Association? Do you really think that the talent evaluators and the front offices in the NBA give one half of one shit what McKenzie Mbako shot from three-point range through eight college games? Like, what are you talking? Like, who are you talking to? What are you talking about? Like, what are you like? I I was mad about that. Vibes broadcasting. Yeah, it's just like it's just that's not a lottery pick, and it's like that's what. Okay, cool, man. Like, (laughs) that's it's totally fine. Like, you do get to say whatever. Like, there's there's like some rules that the FCC kind of enforces, but other than that, you do just get to say whatever. And as uh, long as you as long as you don't get too Brenneman pilled, you should be okay. <laughs> um I did want to actually say something nice about Stephen Bardo. Um two things actually. Um first of all was that I actually like I I don't know if it's just the off season like I if I just like missed him or what. <laughs> um but when we played, um, he called the IU Michigan game, and I, I, 
didn't hate him. Like, I kind of thought he did a pretty good job. Now, again, that might have been because he was paired with Jack Collinsworth. Yeah, I was going to say, he was the only one in that booth who gave a shit about the game. He is maybe the platonic ideal of the Nepo baby. Like, no one has ever more gotten his job because of who a parent is. Was his that dude sucks at this. He's everything that Chris Collinsworth, that people hate about Chris Collinsworth, that's all he has was his chair like turned around the entire game like there were several instances where i'm just like are you are you looking at the game like are you what are you texting like are you he, yeah he was watching it on his phone <laughs> he's watching oh, God, i think he, he had i think he had a laptop in front of him with shits creek on and he had one earbud <laughs> in or something like that he's just um um but the anyway, other, to your point, the, Thomas, I somewhat sympathize. I do think you probably need to talk to your therapist because this sounds like very that's typical true. toxic relationship, gaslighting. Uh, you know, you you moved out for a reason, man. Don't don't look <laughs> back. You're not I, going that delete way. Her, delete her number. Unfollow yeah, her on IG. It's, it's, just I posting also a, really enjoy posting a headshot um, of Stephen Bardo at three in the morning. Sick to my <laughs> stomach. Just want him back. I shouldn't be alone right now. <laughs> Oh, I don't know about all that. <laughs> just a montage of photos of him set to Good Riddance, Time of Your Life. But by every Day. single photo is just his like same headshot. <laughs> it's, it's the same one over and over. With, with the phone up. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> the angel from my nightmare. Um, two weeks in other... a row with I Miss You being sung on this podcast. Yeah. Is there the an other... AI out there where I can get, I can put get that Steven in Bardo Steven Bardo's voice? I Miss You from Blink-182. The answer is yes. The, yeah. The question is, do we have access to it? Do we have Can you do, do have that the and then... Um, Are any of our listeners do that good with the computer? Set it to the, can you please do that and then set it to the uh, visuals from the, I guess I'm really Bimson video <laughs> from a few years back? Oh my god that'll um, be the new intro outro music to the yeah. to the pod is bardo doing oh my god if we can get bardo uh, singing punk. anything is he, the... is he on cameo you look that Probably. up because i've got a bardo tweet i actually wanted to read and i'll read that while somebody looks up bardo on oh, cameo yeah, he's on cameo 250 dollars worth it okay Listeners, all right. Here's the thing: <laughs> give us a thousand dollars. We've never need, meant. We've never been more serious about this, but give we, us a thousand dollars. We need to order four Stephen Bardo cameos. It's dire. <laughs> Select a video type: holiday, birthday, pep talk, roast, or advice, or question, or other. Sorry, See, I, I would, I would go. I would actually go roast because the tweet I was going to pull up was this was from last week. Somebody apparently tweeted at him, "I dread listen to you commentate," and he quote tweeted it, adding, "Your family dreads that they have to claim you, so we're even." <laughs> and I do see that 
I'm looking at this on uh, uh, Twitter and a couple of our listeners are the top responses, which are just cheering him on. Yeah, that tracks. that's the energy. That's the energy we want from you all. Thank See, you. This for is what it, this not what making up- us look like assholes in front of Mr. Bardo. What a classic in the friends to lovers genre or the enemies to lovers genre. Like we've got (laughs) (laughs) a refreshing spin on a classic tale. We really, we, I mean, we really, we really sped run this one. Like that was sped run, speed run, speed ran, speed ran. I think we speed ran it. Sped run, sped run. Listen, Look, I've had a lot of caffeine. On this podcast is correct, so you don't even have to worry. <laughs> we, already, we already went through this. It's the dictionary that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I've mastered the sped run. Unfucking believable. <laughs> it's um. Hey, at least uh, you didn't say somebody was ripping ass. Can we can we bleep that out? Like, is there a way that it could just sound like I said like a really bad word instead, instead of just <laughs> butchering the English language? The worst part is. My dad occasionally listens to this podcast. My dad has never pronounced a word correctly in his entire life. And I make fun of him about it. It is a bedrock of my relationship with him. So now I've borked it. It's recorded. It's going to be in the Library of Congress within the next three days. I've lost all, I've lost my high ground. I have nothing. I've been reduced to rubble because of this podcast. It's really unfortunate when that happens in the uh, father-son relationship because yeah. we, my brothers and I have always had that with uh, my dad making horrific typos and text messages. Um, and I have been just getting put in the blender by autocorrect lately. And I'm like, I, I can't even do the bit anymore fatal error in the boys chat do you guys remember like when you got the upper hand on your dad um like once like once the dynamic shifted because for example like in our house when i was younger my dad would pass me in our home and then it was like on site this almost like diet oklahoma drill where he would like try (laughs) to get like he would he would get like low man position and try to shove me back and my job was to try to and of course I'm just getting pancaked I'm like 11 years old mm-hmm. then puberty happened and my dad bounced off a dump truck going like 45 miles an hour and he tried to pull the Oklahoma drill on me after that and I put his ass in the dirt and that was the end of that ritual and also the dynamic flipped um, so it, I enjoyed nearly 20 years on top of this. And now I've, now I've lost it again on a podcast because I said sped run. So does that mean that you need to do the, uh, essentially the plot of hot rod and just kick your dad's ass? I think so. I think I'm going to, uh, I'm going to see him this weekend and I think it's going to be on site. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to pancake him into a China cabinet. Can we get that on camera? Because I yes. think that could be really valuable content for but this But more podcast. importantly, I need $250 so that I can get a Stephen yeah. Bardo pep talk about there kicking you my dad's ass. No, you another need another $250 to roast, to roast your dad after. To play afterwards. Right there, Chris, right there <laughs> Just Chris. hand it to him. Now hit play, brother. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? What's going on? Um, we were talking about the transfer portal and sure we were. then and then you wanted to talk about 
fucking Jimmy Key or whoever the shit it was. Jimmy, Jimmy Dice. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so there's no conference games this week, <laughs> but there are a few noteworthy matchups to mention on Saturday. So we're Damn, can't just... wait to see which ones we lose. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to... So these are all games on this week, but I do have to note that I don't think the Big Ten team is going to win any of these games. So the game's on, but we're going to be in the Bardo zone. Just so. in a techni- in a t- on a technical sense, it is on. Right. It's it's a On paper, the game is on. Um, so first of all, Kansas, number one team in the country at Indiana at 1230 on Saturday. Um, unlikely this game is going to end up being particularly close based on what we've seen so far from the Hoosiers out of conference. But uh, it'll probably be loud in Assembly Hall and Hunter Dickinson will probably do something incredibly annoying. So that might be worth seeing. I'm not sure if I'm ready to concede that that's that that Indiana's not going to have a chance in this game. I know a lot of other people are, and I'm not saying that that's what you're saying. I think the general consensus is like Indiana's going to get boat raced by Kansas, and I think that that's certainly a possibility. But Ken Palm and, and pretty much any again whatever advanced metric you've got has got this as a two possession game. It's Assembly Hall. Uh, things are different, you know. Guys, you know. Guys just got their ass beat. You know, they got a week off to think about it, have a response. I don't know. I'd, I'd be interested to see it. I think. Uh, Look, of all people, I'm definitely going to be open to the argument. Something weird might happen. So I see what you're saying. I'm just, I think I'm trying to keep my expectations low. I think you'll know by probably the 10 minute mark of the first half if. It's going to be a game. Like if Indiana's going to be up to compete, and like they're going to need to throw a haymaker early in the game. I yeah, think and, get the crowd. And I think capital. They're going perhaps, to have to capitalize on the crowd, perhaps literally. The haymaker also yeah, needs to not get be sparks out there. A little was, gut punch to Hunter Dickinson's kidney. Yeah. Like could be the move. Be the most useful we, thing we he's just, done for the program. Pulls, <laughs> pulls jersey over his head. Give him a couple. You know, a little wedgie well, maybe. Hockey. Yeah. yeah, I and and I know people will. Who, who watched the Auburn game will immediately say, well, they did throw a haymaker early against Auburn and it, for all the good it did them. But I think the difference there was, even though they raced out to that huge lead, at least for me, it all felt very fake because Indiana was hitting three-point shots. Indiana doesn't hit three-point shots. Um, we all know that's not going to continue. <laughs> they were letting up open three-pointers on the other end that were not going in. Nothing about that start felt sustainable now. They had gotten deep enough into the first half and they had built a big enough lead that it's like, okay, if you, you know, now you just have to play him even the rest of the time and you're good. Um, but I think whatever haymaker that they throw against Kansas needs to be. They're getting the haymaker back. Exactly. The, it, it and you, needs can't, to, you can't go Quitsville after you get punched back. Yeah. And, and it, it needs to be Indiana style of ball. And the haymaker needs to be because they're getting what they want at the rim. And they're and they're forcing needs- bad looks on the other side. Not it can't be 
just jump shot variants because that's all Auburn. That's all the first eight minutes of Auburn was. I know people are going nuts yeah. about the fact that Woody pulled the starters. I also agree he shouldn't do that anymore. Um, but mostly what that was was water finding its level. Auburn was not going to miss those looks all day. Basically, if Cleelware is giving Hunt Dick the business early on, then perhaps hope exists. <laughs> yeah, be another another interesting matchup. Like, hey, I'm never I'm never going to count out Big Game Assembly Hall. Yeah, never. But definitely, it's true. An uphill uphill battle. So then we've also got number six, Baylor versus Michigan State. This one is, I believe, a neutral court game. Um, I think it's a neutral. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. So it's neutral home. Um, For some reason, I had uh, Atlanta in my head, but I think you're right now that you mention it. It is. Um, It's a a, wheel. Detroit. We'll see whether the Spartans show up this time. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I feel like every time they've had a game like this coming up on the schedule, I've been like, "Oh, this like in classic Tom Izzo fashion, like they'll get yeah. they'll they'll bounce up off the mat and right the ship." But I, I honestly, I don't, I honestly just don't know if they have the horses this year. Like that, their offense is dire to watch yeah and baylor's is an absolute juggernaut yeah a lot of tough covers on baylor yeah. a lot of tough covers like baylor baylor's offense is what we were i think probably kind of expecting michigan's states to be you just have all these dynamic guards that are just carving up defenses left yeah. and right but trying to imagine like baylor in the big 10 like getting to play a big 10 schedule God going point, undefeated point differential <laughs> world record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's cool that other conferences have embraced modern basketball. Yeah. And what, what's the other one? Is it, um, the, it's Purdue, Arizona, Arizona, Purdue. So that's number one, Arizona, number four, Purdue. That's neutral home. That'll be in Indianapolis. So it, I expect a heavy Purdue crowd. Um, that'll be at 4.30 p.m. Should be a pretty sick game, honestly. Yeah, I think I think Arizona matches up really well with them. I mean, they're number one team in the country for a reason. Like, they're, like, they're undefeated, but they're absolutely smoking teams. Yeah. Like, they're, like, one through five, legit, they're, deep bench like dynamic guards shooters leadership leadership god um length this <laughs> leader who gives a fuck about leadership what do i know just hit shots just leadership is three point nerd. machine go burr like i but really gonna be another tough uh matchup for the guards we'll see Braden smith played really well against alabama but you know, keep putting them, putting them to the test. I I decided not to put anything in the Bardo zone this week, and Jeff Goodman gets the week off to 
I don't know. Probably the Goodman weird, weird shit about whatever IU. is Ohio State UCLA. Oh yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, go ahead and throw them in there. I kind of like. I always forget about that event every year. That's Kentucky, North Carolina, UCLA, and then for some reason Ohio State is in there. <laughs> like, like how far down the list did is they that, have to get? Is that like, I guess champ- we'll... is that the Champions Classic? Yeah. It's, Which, for the record, was yeah, supposed what, I to don't be, know what they call it. That was supposed to be Indiana uh, when that inaugural yeah. event began, because but we couldn't do it because we were stuck in the fucking Crossroads Classic. <laughs> so now, now the uh, the fourth spot no one cares about goes to Ohio State. But it could have been us. Yeah, it could have been us getting torched by better teams every year. Yeah, we're doing Which, that anyways. <laughs> yeah, now now it just takes more effort. We get we get we get the share of the revenue of ticket sales. That's right. Goddamn right. And Butler gets shit. Um, they, be- they better win some games this weekend. I don't have confidence. Kind of the last, will, but... I mean, this is kind of the last stand for them. Uh, yeah. for the conference. It it really is. You go zero and three tomorrow, and woo! <laughs> it's. <laughs> Get let get ready to earn NIT, buddy. <laughs> They're just gonna redo the Big Ten tournament two weeks later in New York for the <laughs> NIT. The only place worse to have the big uh worse to put the Big Ten tournament than Minnesota. What you know they're going to put it in like Vegas or LA within like the next five years, right? That's going to be so fucking it stupid. Sucks so bad, dude. It's it's long past time that we outlawed college football. Yeah, we've got to get rid of it. Should we point out that Arizona Purdue, a matchup between the top two teams in the country, is going to be played on Peacock? God, awesome, damn awesome it. stuff. Hey, it's great for me as a Peacock subscri- subscriber. <laughs> I just here's the thing though. The Colts and the Steelers are going to be playing at the exact same time. I want to be able to hit the flashback button on my cable remote to go between these two games. Instead, I've got to switch over to a whole nother app. Like I'm sorry, this is the most washed I've ever sounded on this podcast. Wait for it to buffer. Just, just put the game on. Put it on the TV, not on your stupid app. Ugh. So frustrating. This sounds like a great Saturday to just put the second TV down there. Could be, but I got Christmas parties to host. So it's that time of year. On the other hand, the game's going to be on. So the game is going to be on. Sorry, guys. I can't be merry right now. The game is on. (laughs) It's dope and all, but this is. Number one and number four and Colt Steelers. What about an AI generated Stephen Bard of Santa Claus? Is that doing anything? That's man. I'm that's, willing. You're I'm, talking my I'm willing language. to entertain. I'm willing to entertain the idea. <laughs> is it time to go back to the uh, AI image generator and post? <laughs> yeah, I might, I, might have to I, be back in the lab. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to request that you post that uh with no explanation after after we finish recording all right let me find the um, one that i used 
We we don't have any Chris Kramer awards this week, so I'm going to give mine to the Crossroads Classic. Um, shitty event. Never should have existed. Um, should have just been playing cool teams instead of goddamned Notre Dame. Um, give us a five-star rating on the podcatcher of your choice. We will let you pick a Big Ten basketball player for us to roast. And uh, just let us know what you want to be called if it's not your x the everything app handle or whatever your name is on your email um anything to add as we uh close up gentlemen nope nope all right well thank you another shitty week in the big 10 yeah (laughs) we just gotta get through this week actually i want to add (laughs) god so true i want to add something because uh the next couple weeks get really bleak uh, for the college basketball calendar oh, yeah. as you get finals week and then the holidays and most teams are going to go back to playing by games until after the new year when they start conference play in earnest. So content not going to be great. If you have like questions like mailbag stuff, I know that crimes just went over how to do that, but just want to emphasize now is the time to get the questions yeah. in because we are going to be struggling since we try to shoot for around like 75 minutes for you guys. So, because God knows I'm not going to be talking, unless a Big Ten team does us the great service of losing a bye game here in the next couple weeks, we are not going to have much to talk about. Losing losing a bye game, the epitome of brutality. The epitome of brutality. Um. So, yeah, as Babar noted, um, if you want to get in touch with us, um, to suggest content, to ask questions, check us out on X, the everything app. Um, I am at Tommy underscore crimes, Babar's Babar ESQ. Chris is Chris shooty three. And we collectively are games on pod. Um, For those questions, I think the easiest probably way to do that would be either through DM to the podcast account or email us at games on pod at gmail.com. Um, I get notifications on all of that shit on my phone now because I figured out how technology works during the off season. Um, so <laughs> please user generated content. Um, our intro and outro music is sports FM by Shane Ivers, courtesy of SilvermanSound.com, And, uh, we'll talk to you next time. Peace out. <laughs>